0: The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Byer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Angie Weber with me here today. Every week we bring you stories of hope, health, and healing, and Angie has some really cool things to share. So She's the creator of The Parent Toolbox and the host of the podcast Mom Essentials, and she's just on a mission to help break those generational cycles those things that keep us stuck and how we approach our health with our kids which I just love so she uses therapeutic techniques and natural home options into your homes uh, so we can be more proactive with our health uh, with our kids which I just love you're singing my language so welcome Angie Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So take me back to how this started. So Angie and I have known each other for years, just in and out of business. And so I've watched her get this started. So I'm so curious of like, what was the moment that you felt like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that before we got on. I was like, Oh, Jen and I have known each other for a long time. Because when I was in marketing, and you're kind of doing something else, too. That's when we got connected. So yeah, it's really fun to be able to kind of reconnect and kind of see where God has led us on our path. Right. And so For me, um, I left my marketing career almost five years ago, and I had jumped into this natural world of just educating people about natural products, mostly for the physical benefits because of all the toxins we bring into our homes. So I was doing that. um, And then life happened. Um, 2020 happened, which is a sore spot for a lot of people. Um, But prior to the pandemic starting, I had went through some personal trauma, and it really just kind of floored me. And so I I will say is I don't want another pandemic to happen, but it happened at the perfect time for me because sure. I really needed that time to kind of seclude. Um, and I had an excuse because COVID. So yeah. during the next like year and a half, um, you know, I was trying, you know, I was using my oils and things like that, but I was also trying, you know, just regular therapy and things to get over my trauma and help me get back to a better place. And, you know, as I think back on that experience, I will say that I truly never was angry with God for what happened in my life, but I I was just confused. Kind of like, why did this happen? Which I think a lot of people
0: deal with when
1: they go through certain certain things in their life. And so... Um, about uh, in the summer of 2021, I just felt like there is something missing here. And I came to the realization that there is something wrong inside of me and no one can say or do anything to fix it. I need to do the hard work to do that. Mm-hmm. And my depression and anxiety had gotten really bad went in to talk to my doctor. And, uh, you know, of course, his first thing was, well, let's put you on some medication. And thankfully, I have a great doctor who's willing to listen to me. I think medication is great if that helps for you. I, however, want to try find some other resources to use versus going to medication right away. Yeah. Um, so I actually got inspired from a girlfriend of mine, which again, God just puts the right people in your life, even if yeah. you don't know it at the time. But she was in an out, an inpatient treatment, um, actually in a different state working on some of her own trauma that she had recently dealt with. And I was talking to her while she was out there one day and I just projected, I was like, I'm so envious of you. I'm so yeah. envious that you can go and spend all this time to work
0: on yourself and to heal and to really heal like, from this. To have versus- like this space instead of just like stopping for one hour a week to like deal with it and then right. going back to regular life. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you can relate to as
1: being a wife and a mom and all these other roles. It's mm-hmm. like, that was just inimaginable to be like, I'm going to pack up for 90 days and go to <laughs> go to a different yeah. state and work yeah. on myself. Um, But she had mentioned that there are things called an outpatient intensive program. And I was really curious about that. So I did some digging, found a local organization who does that. Thankfully, it was all digital, because it was quite a bit away from my house. And I enrolled myself for anxiety, depression and postpartum, um, I'm sorry, PTSD. And so I did that for about four months. And it was not easy. It was very intensive. There are times that I didn't want to do it, because it's uncomfortable to have to sit in your stuff. Yeah. So, But I started using these things that I was learning and these different resources and tools, and I saw just these incredible changes within myself. And I saw them in my kids, too, when I started applying them to my kids, because the pandemic also had a drastic effect Mm -hmm. on children. And as much as we okay. want to say that they're resilient and they bounce back, like, yes, kids are great in that way to an extent, but we also have to teach them that resilience and that emotional intelligence. And most of the time, yeah, we don't because we don't know how to do it ourselves. Right. Yes. So I agree. Yeah, I really wanted to bring that into kind of what I was already doing with the natural options and reducing toxins because I saw how well those could help emotionally and mentally as well. So I did a just kind of a one-off class called the Parent Toolbox, helping parents understand their kids' emotions and how to better react to them and express them. And so many people after the class were like, wow, like I wish I would have known this before or why why isn't this taught? And yeah. that was kind of the light bulb moment that I was like, yeah, why isn't this taught to more people? Because it's not that it, it should be common knowledge, but it's not. And right. so that's kind of the creation of the parent toolbox. And it was also at that time, too, that I was like, okay, I get it, God, like this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it did feel like he finally kind of revealed like that purpose of why I went through all that I did. And through an organization that you and I were at least both a member of before uh, I met a lady and she said, what if your misery is your biggest ministry? And that really Mm -hmm. hit me hard because I was like, yeah, I finally feel like God put me where I was supposed to, even though I had to go through a bunch of junk to get there.
0: Well, and we know he works all things for good, right? So like he can take that stuff that we've gone through, even though he doesn't cause it, but he can use it to just impact more people. So that's just so good. So give us an example of like one of the things that you've noticed, like within your home.
1: Yes, um, A, our parenting. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say that I was like the freak out parent all the time, but I would get really frustrated with my kids and act out of emotion a lot of the time. And by yeah. using these different tools and resources, I'm able to take a pause a lot more. And so I'm able to take that pause and kind of think about, okay, how do I want to react to this? Because so many times as kids, and maybe you can relate to this or your listeners can, when we're a kid, I mean... We don't know, we don't come with a manual for our parents, and we don't come with a manual to be like, this is how you should react when you feel this way. But so many times our parents tell us, don't cry. Why are you upset? There's nothing to be scared of. and. There's no shame in our parents for doing that because I truly feel that that's kind of just their their best knowledge and their way to protect us. Right. However, what that does is it starts teaching us, don't listen to your intuition, into your body, into yes. these little cues of how you're feeling, just kind of shove them down. And yeah. that's why a lot of us go to survival resources when we're older to numb it out versus using safe and healthy resources to really express it and get back to our sweet spot of emotions. Yes. And yes. so, so I can see... Yeah. And I can see how it's helped me and my parenting. And I can also see how it's helped my husband and his parenting as well. Because so many times I can see him, and before maybe he would, you know, be more authoritative or, you know, go to your room kind of thing. And I can see him take that pause and be like, okay, I'm going to take a second and then I'm going to react versus, again, just reacting out of that emotion.
0: Yeah. So did your husband go through the program too? Or do you think it's just the changes that you've made and shared in your home? he did
1: not i mean this program was about 12 hours a week of therapy well probably like 13 to 14 hours a week of therapy so i was very fortunate with my flexible schedule that i could do it which i know not a lot of people can um but he just saw a lot of changes in me and i was able to start communicating with him a lot better as well and that was one of the biggest things is that i could tell him exactly what was going on because before what I do when we're talking about something really sensitive or we're getting into an argument or something is I easily go into kind of low activation mode where I feel really withdrawn and numb and I can't really process Mm -hmm. what's going on in my brain. And before – and maybe (laughs) – maybe others can relate to this. Um, As I said before, but before, you know, I would not be able to tell him what was wrong, but I knew something was wrong. And then he would, you know, get frustrated and be like, well, why won't you just talk to me? What's going on? And then that can really escalate the conversation and it can go in a totally different direction. However, now I'm able to say right now I'm, I'm feeling really withdrawn. I can't express to you exactly what's happening. So I need a few minutes to myself. And so I've been able to bring that into my friendships, my marriage, my parenting, just kind of all over. And I think he just just picked up on that a lot and started implementing the tools as well.
0: Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And I love what you said about like I'm reading this book right now called um oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the book title, but um oh the body keeps score. Yes. It talks about all of the emotions that when we just when we don't learn to process them in a healthy way and we just shove them down, like literally that's where this this psychologist believes that like chronic illness comes from is because the body remembers Mm -hmm. and we can we can turn our minds to forget and we can turn our minds to just go through the motions of what's going on but like it stays in our bodies so what you're saying is that you've learned how to process and use those tools to get that emotion out in a healthy way or just create the space to think it through and process. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So really kind of what I base a lot of stuff off is called the window of tolerance was, which was developed mm-hmm. by Dan Siegel. Yes. and yes, that's for very familiar. A way. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. But sure, for, for, not, sure yeah. for anyone so listening. Sure for anyone listening. Really, it's the way to kind of track our emotional state and our arousal. And so I like to make it a little bit more kid version so that parents can teach their kids a little bit better on how to start kind of identifying this. But you Mm -hmm. have your window of tolerance or what I like to call your sweet spot. That's where we're really thriving and we're excelling and we're at a good emotional state. And there's little things that can happen throughout the day that might, you know, bug us a little or make us a little sad because that's just life. But what we want to start doing is figuring out when we're going into hypo arousal, um, which is low activation, which I like to call or hyper arousal, which is high activation. And that's more of our fight or flight kind of mode where the low activation is more of our freeze mode. And it's really amazing when you start listening to your body and kind of thinking about like, okay, what kind of body sensations am I having? What kind of thoughts am I having? What is happening to my five senses? When you start really tuning into those things, you can better understand when you're about to go into one of those activation levels. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to use a healthy resource to help bring you down before you get way out of that sweet spot of emotions. And so being able to really understand that because again, yeah, your body keeps score and your body is giving you all these signs. But again, what happens is most of the time we say, oh, I don't like that. That's really uncomfortable. I'm I'm just going to shove it down again, because Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it. And then we don't fully understand. And then we can start identifying, are there certain people, are there certain situations, you know, different triggers that are happening that we can either eliminate from our life or be able to use resources again, if those happen so we can stay in that sweet spot of emotions.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so similar to what what I do, honestly, so many people are, like stay stuck in that hyperarousal state and mm-hmm. they that just becomes their norm and they don't even realize that's where they're operating from. And yeah. then their bodies are so out of whack, for lack of a better term, that they can't even process why they are constantly snapping at people, why they have constant anxiety, why they don't sleep is because they live in that hyperarousal state. So, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, so, so good. Okay. So share what else, some of the other things that you do at your parenting class, just a couple examples of a breakthrough people have had or ahas people have had um, through your class.
1: Yeah. Well, of course I talk a lot about reducing toxins and things like that, because as you said, you know, people are living in this really hyper arousal state, it's high activation yeah. state where they're fight or flight all the time. They're super anxious. And we think that that's just because of what's going on in our world, not the things that we're surrounding ourselves with. So Mm -hmm. the more toxins that we have around us, of course, that can, you know, unbalance our hormones that can cause more stress, brain fog, low energy, all these different kinds of things. So I really like to make it simple for parents of like, it doesn't have to be this big to do, we can just start small and start replacing these toxins, um, and start using more natural things, especially when it comes to our mood and emotions, because essential oils, for example, when we smell them, it's working with the olfactory bulb in our nose, which is sending different signals to the part of our brain that deals with our mood and emotion. So that's why things like aromatherapy have been so successful, is because it literally can get to your brain within seconds and help you create a calmer environment right and then the other thing that i love to do too is to help really families come together to do this work as a family most of the time parents want to know like oh my kid is you know misbehaving or something what can i have them do where we have to do a lot of the work ourselves just because of the generational cycles that have happened and again that's no shame on our parents they did the best they could but they also parented a lot like how they were parented so it gets passed down from generation So one of my favorite things to share with families is I have a free download on my website, actually, and it's different resources page. And this really came out from when my kids, their emotions were kind of all over the place. And it was that moment of my daughter was underneath the table crying and having, you know, a very emotional breakdown because of something that had happened in her house. Like I didn't I asked her, like, let the dogs in and she didn't want to. And that was how she wanted to react. So again, in my stage, I was like, oh, I could get really frustrated right now and say those typical things like, why are you so upset? Like, stop crying, you know, all these kind of things. And my husband had called me at that moment, actually. And he was like, hey, I'm on my way home. Do you need anything? And I said, no, but we have an issue going on right now or situation, blah, blah, blah. And I think he thought he was walking into like World War III. Like, he was like, I don't know what I'm going to see when I get home. Like, I know she's frustrated. And then that makes him frustrated. Um, But what he walked into is we were all just sitting around the table. And I had printed off these sheets, one for when I'm scared, one for when I'm angry, when I'm sad, and when I have a little bit too much energy. And what we did as a family is we just went around the table and we said, okay, when we're feeling angry, what are some things we can do to calm our body and mind? And we all contributed to this sheet of like, oh, I can scream in a pillow. I can do a breathing exercise. I can cuddle with the dogs. I can grab a stuffed animal. And then after we were done going through all the emotions, we hung them up in our pantry. So my kids know that when they are starting to get into these emotions, let's start using some of these resources. And here they are in case you need to reference them. And so that's usually one of the biggest kind of game changers for families is to have that kind of just resource of the resources for all of them to start doing. So again, they can start doing it together as a family. And it becomes kind of second knowledge versus like, oh, yeah, we did those papers that one time. Instead, it can be like, let's go look at the resources right now. Yeah,
0: that's so good. And I think it's just it gives children a language, because a lot of times they just know that they don't feel right in their body. And the only emotions they know how to have are is to have a meltdown, right? Like they don't have yeah. their brains are not developed to the point where adults are. So a lot of times they can't verbalize and communicate what is happening. And it's so similar mm-hmm. to all these things that we learned when we were going through all the sensory issues with my son um, in occupational therapy. So I love that you've been able to just apply them like in your home and just learn how to speak their language essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. And I just, I wish there was more for families in these arenas of, of learning how to. So I love what you're doing. I love it. It's so good. Anything else you want to share with anybody listening?
1: No, I think, you know, when parents do this too, I guess I would just say, remember that it's a constant practice. I mean, there are still times when I mess up and I act out of emotion in front of my kids. we all do. Right. And the biggest thing for that is just let your kids know that one of my biggest like soapboxes is like let your kids fail, let your kids see you fail so that they can understand how to have that resilience. Um, one of the biggest things that I actually learned from a sermon at our church, this was years ago, was about how when we don't, when we try to mow out all the obstacles for our kids and you can be a quote unquote lawnmower parent, what's happening is that we are not strengthening their suffering muscle. And so when we're constantly letting them be entertained and stimulated and things like that, or we are mowing out all those obstacles, whether it's a bad grade or not getting into a certain sport or something like that, when they get older and we're not there to help them with those things, they're not going to know how to respond. And so being able to see you fail, or even if it is, I acted out of emotion, I'm really sorry. Next time I'm going to try this is a huge learning lessons yes. for our kids to let them know that, hey, it's OK if we mess up and we're going to take accountability for it. And these are the next steps that we yeah. can take. Um, And so if parents start implementing this stuff and you're like, whoa, this isn't working, you know, the first time or I messed up already. It is okay. It is all about that common practice and just keeping the consistency up and having those communications with your kids, because that's really all they want is they want to be heard and they want to be felt. Because how many times I don't know about you, but when my husband tells me, I don't understand why you're so upset about that or you shouldn't be upset, (laughs) like being read for me. (laughs) And we have to remember that our kids feel the same way when they have this emotion they're trying to express to us. We need to be able to listen, even if we don't necessarily understand it. They want to be validated.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And getting to the heart of it, I think, is is such a key to it, too. Right. Like if Mm -hmm. we can understand the deeper meaning of why they're reacting the way they are, like a lot can come out of that. You know, just I'm thinking of this example of my boys. They my boys barely ever fight. And we were going through an issue where they were just, just barking at each other. And that's not common in my home. Right. And, you know, Jen, a couple of years ago would have just been like, back it off. And, but then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what is actually going on? And I sat down with my older son, you know, who's going through some, some real life stuff right now. You know, he's 14 and, Just out of his privacy, I don't want to go into the details, but he's just going through some real life stuff. And my younger child, who just doesn't really care about anything, he's totally our happy-go-lucky free spirit. But he, like, is kind of like a pigsty. Like, he just his stuff is everywhere. (laughs) He's like a tiny hurricane. And my older son is just like, when, when everything is in chaos, that makes me feel chaotic. Like, so he had been like, clean up your stuff, clean up your stuff, clean up your stuff. And then my younger son's like, who are you to tell me what to do? I'm not cleaning up my stuff. But when we sat down and talked about how chaotic my older son was feeling and how the chaotic room and the chaotic mess like added to it that was completely different and then my younger son just went and cleaned it up without even without me even intervening he just totally went and cleaned everything up because it made sense because they they got to the heart of it and then they haven't fought again since and that was several weeks ago and so I love that example of like when you get to the heart of like why something's happening that just relieves so much of the tension so so good I love what you're doing um where can people find you
1: yeah, they can go to my website, theparenttoolbox.info, and there they can find that free download and some other resources. Um, and also you can follow me on Instagram at the Parent
0: Toolbox. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you offer coaching for families or anything like that, or is that coming? Uh, we'll see. I don't know where God's leading me. I feel like he has
1: something big planned, but I don't know what it is yet. So right yeah. now I'm just sharing a lot of free information, helping parents build their toolbox with some natural options and other techniques. Um, but we'll see what happens
0: in the next year. Awesome. Well, I'm so thankful for you coming on. I love what you're doing. Um, I hope the Lord just continues to bless it because it's going to be a blessing for so many families. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.